The James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hola, San Diego. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Okay, um, I, I'm, I'm tasting your wines now. Um, let's talk about the Albarino. Um, I'm having this wine um, with me now. Yeah. When I first, um, we opened this, we didn't open, we used a Coravant to, to, yeah. um, to get, get the wine. Um, it was kind of oaky in a way, but then uh, you put in the glass for 30 minutes and it gets more fruit, more tropical, um, and also salinity as well. This wine comes from a vineyard that we own in Garzón. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in Garzón, we have granite. And uh, we have also a vineyard that is in Juanico that's clay, but we didn't mm -hmm. use for this wine. And we, we noticed a big, big difference between clay with limestone and granite. In, in, in the other way, in granite, what we got the, in 2020 was a super, super acid and with a, the lowest pH in, in, in a wine that I remember, it was a 2.95, 2.94 pH wow. in, in the grapes, okay? So it was less than a, a, a sparkling. And then when we, we you, you noticed that the, the quality of the grapes were amazing. It was uh, the, one of the first vintages of, the, of this, this place. When, what happened is we fermented in mainly new barrels, uh, a little bit of, of second use, uh, burgundy style barrels. And it was in a, in a spontaneous in a spontaneous fermentation. We we were expecting something similar. What happens with a great great chardonnay? And great chardonnay after the the fermentation in the in these barrels, actually the the quality is, is amazing and the wines are almost uh, uh, rounded. Uh, they are they are kind of oaky, but uh, they are uh, perfectly uh, amazing. How long did you put in? Um, you said it's second use burgundy barrels. How long did you put? Uh, Mainly, no, wine? it was two thirds, two thirds of new. Okay. And yes, two thirds of the new. So that's why you have you have plenty of uh, almost like a nougat, almost like a praline, that kind of uh, you know sweet spice from the oak. But that yes. that is that is really that really lends itself to the to the fruit. There's fruit. There's mineral. There's more. I mean, it's 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 complex. It's very complex. As soon as we finished the fermentation, it was too oaky, much more oaky than you are tasting right now, and super acid. So it it, it asked for a, a longer period of of aging. So uh, instead of uh, waiting for one year in barrels, we we were tasting the wine and we waited longer because if you if you can uh, wait a long time in 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 barrels. The, the oak blends better. And it's what we did, it, it is 15 months in, in barrels. And then when we bottled in, in uh, 2021, we bottled the wine and I started tasting uh, every one, two months. And the, I noticed that the wine was gaining a lot of, of quality, was uh, softening the, these flavors and the, the fruit was increasing. And even the 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 sea, the sea uh, water flavors were increasing the minerality 
And I waited one more year to to show the wine. I started showing the wine in 2022, and it started to showcase a, a quality that was different to anything that, that we knew before. And it's it's kind of crazy because part of this quality is given by the by the austerity. You know, it's austere is 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 feels uh, it smells like sea, like seawater. Uh, it's very mineral. It has this complexity given by the by the the good quality uh, barrels and the the wine, and it's it's not it's not super explosive at the beginning. It takes some time. I like to decant it, you know, because it takes some time to open and to to show its its whole potential in the glass. Uh, do you think there's a there's a tendency that people are making a more serious Aberinos or more um, like you guys? We put an oak, uh, put it in in oak barrels. Or maybe a, more like a, a, a you know Fra um, Spanish um, Galician uh, Aberinos in, in in a style that is more fresh, um, more salty, um, you know, like that kind of a Aberinos that you, know, you can drink immediately. You know, Albariño it's making a revolution in Uruguay, big big revolution, and we are we are making many many different experimentations so i'm i'm sure that many winemakers are doing this style are doing in foodres are doing with with least contact in tank i know many of them that are doing this these kind of things uh, we know that the the consumers a big big part of consumers are expecting a fresh young fruity albariño and we i think that maybe 90 percent of, of of the albariños we are making should be in 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 that in that style but there's also these kind of albariños that are more for guayni guys more for people that already know albariño and they are looking for something different uh, last year uh, three producers from galicia came to to give some seminar and and to interchange knowledge with us and they tasted this wine and two of them told me that we should wait at least five more years to release this this wine to the market Mm -hmm. And they were loving this kind of wines because this is the wine that people that already uh, are onto Albariño are loving. So we have these kind of wines, and we also can have the the more traditional uh, fresh fruity Albariño, which is the Albariño that people will enjoy in the pool or in in uh, in a party, you know. And and there's the 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 Albariño is super flexible and it's crazy. You have also. We are making myself and I, I know that other winemakers are doing some skin contact Albariño, which is amazing, amazing. And um, Albariños, when you harvest earlier versus when you pick it in a in a more ripe stage, so it's it's a a big moment of experimentation. So um, I was thinking because uh, this is coming from this is your first vintage coming from twenty twenty vintage twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, what was the vintage like? In 2020, it was a pretty nice vintage for Uruguay, I thought, right? It, it was a yes, it was a very very nice vintage for Uruguay. We had a a, a nice uh, spring on on 2019, and then in during summer we had a very dry uh, a dry uh, vintage for for what we are used to, and this gives uh, very healthy grapes for because. We can have rains during harvest, very uh, very similar to Galicia or to Bordeaux. We have this Atlantic influence that gives rains and low temperature. And it was a very uh, easy and fun vintage to have because when, when we have little little amount of rains, 
the 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 grapes are very healthy and we can wait and 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 choose when to harvest uh, we don't we are not looking to the for weather forecast uh, every day so we know when to harvest and and it is a very very beautiful and and a fresh uh, vintage and sometimes these dry vintages also give a very balanced uh, pH wines. Tell me a bit more about 21 and 22, these well, two, two for, years. The 20, 21, 22, and this one, 23, we had very dry springs. We start with uh, dry springs. That's very important. And then the harvests were very different during the, the ripening season. In 2021, we had... Um, a slightly uh, rainy, it's, it's more rainy than that average, but it was beautiful in terms of temperature. And the rains started at the beginning of the harvest and then it, it, it stopped. So it was very good for Albariño that likes uh, rains and also was very good for, for uh, Tanat. What happened is that to prepare the, the 2022 harvest, we had to put some irrigation, some water uh, irrigation in some vineyards that were suffering for from the the previous spring, and especially Albariño's vineyards in in Garzón, for instance, uh, which is granite has very, very little water retention, mm. and it makes a we we increase the quality a lot just by by uh, watering during spring, and uh, it was it was. 2022 during harvest it was super rainy more than than 2021 and it was a big challenge challenging uh, harvest uh, varieties like uh, albariño antanat they 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 like the water and uh, we had beautiful albariño santanat and also some pinot noirs that are amazing from from this harvest but the the rest was a big challenge, you know. Sauvignon Blanc was a challenge. Uh, Chardonnay was was a, we we had a, a good enough quality, uh, but it's not the the quality that we had this year, for for instance, in 2023, and it, it was a big challenge. Then this one, the 2023, uh, it's uh, the the driest uh, harvest, and also the driest. Um, spring in maybe in, in our history in, in this harvest um vineyards that could um be irrigated or uh, have some water reservoir mainly because of the clay they made the big difference and the quality was amazing we had an amazing quality with a uh, 30 or 35 percent less of production okay let's move on to the another wine i was really interested to um that I, I'm interested in, in, in talking talking about, uh, which is your cold brew and your espresso. Fun, yeah. fun stuff, huh? <laughs> um, so um, these two are the, I think they're the natural wine, right? You're, you're making sort of the yeah. natural wine, right? I took this wine also to, to many, um, uh, like um, London Wine Trade Fair or, or Pro Wine, or different uh, stages where there's some uh, people from the trade, some winemakers and some uh, consumers. And uh, winey guys, especially winemakers or journalists, usually prefer the the, um, the cold brew mm -hmm. because it has all these flavors that are um, more difficult to find in in, in, in typical in wines. You know? 
Yeah. And especially it's, in Tanat. In Tanat, it's super difficult to get this, this kind of linearity, this kind yeah. of fluidity, that freshness, that fluidity, that crunchiness. Um, and, and, and the tannins are really well poised, really fresh tannins, but super polished. I'm not trying too hard. You know, I, I feel all the wines, I mean, speaking, speaking about, about tannins, I feel a lot of wines in, in, in Uruguay today, they're really uh, balanced. They're not trying, the tannins are not that much in, from tannin. I, I don't know if it's a, it's a matter of um, extraction or is it, is it, it's, is it's, a fresher it's a vintage? Of, it's, it's a matter of, of structure and it comes because we shift our, our focus. Yeah, until 10 years ago, our focus was to, to make the, more, the, the most macho wines, the most uh, intense and structured wines in the world. And actually, we, we were making these, these kind of wines. We, we, when you tasted a, one big, big wine tanat 10 years ago, uh, for example, the tanat that I will show to you would be the darkest wine in, in, in the whole uh, country. Uh, it would be the the, the, the the hardest and the most uh, uh, intense uh, structured wine that you tasted in the whole year. It would make you uh, make a stand. You will never forget this wine, but maybe you will not drink uh, two or three glasses. No, no, no. I remember someone told you that you are the monsters that you make the, you used to make the, the monster beast. Not, or whatever. The beast, beast exactly. The beast. beast. So, so yeah. we changed the, we changed the, the, the focus. So, we realized that Tanat is very intense in, in tannins, in structure, and also in flavors. So we said, okay, all the wineries that we are exporting wine, we, we realized that we, we could make different Tanats. We could uh, enhance all the, the, the best quality of the tannins and not, not extracting all the tannins, only the best tannins, and then focusing on the flavors and that's that's uh, the, the the focus in 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 the wine making that we have many of us have reached the the similar result through different uh, path you know through different uh, techniques how about espresso um i know this is like a faster um extraction um you yeah. you said it here you said is um you know uh our purpose is to extract as much as possible from the tanning tan grape skins and a little the from the seeds. Yeah, that's that's very important to extract less tannins from tannin, you know, that that robust tannins. Um, so to achieve this, we macerate at a high temperature for three days from the start of the macer fermentation. Do you take out the seeds or you just include the seeds as well? Now, taking out the seeds, it's, it's a very difficult process. Uh, it's, uh, I, I would, wouldn't say that it's impossible, but it would be uh, too much invasive for, for a fermentation. And almost nobody do, do this. It's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not easy. It's not, we, nobody is taking out the seeds. So what, what we have to do is uh, being able of, of doing different uh, things. What happens with seeds is that they are inside the grape and also the tannins that you have inside the, the seed. The seed is, is, is somehow robust and, and it's, uh, it's, difficult. it's different from the skin. The, the skin uh, is uh, more fragile and the seed is, is more uh, strong. No? And mm -hmm. the extraction from the seed 
starts to to uh, increase when you have alcohol in the in the in the mast because the alcohol is a more extractive agent than water and at the beginning of the fermentation you you have mostly water and very little of alcohol the alcohol is is increasing in the in the last part of the fermentation so if you if you uh, if you have a few days of maceration the seeds first are inside the grape mainly and secondly you don't have alcohol to extract from the inner part of the seed and and this is the, how we we avoid the the maceration from the seed okay that's a really good good talk san diego muchas gracias gracias chao